0: We welcome you, we greet each and every one of you in the name of Christ as we gather for worship today, and can I just say, y'all look good. We are Obviously, our worship is a little bit different today. We are gathering for what we call our gather and go service. We are gathering here at uh, all three of our worship services. We are gathering together as one body of Christ, and we will be going into our community to serve in all sorts of different places. Uh, And as we do that, we say a word of welcome to each and every one of you, and also to those of you who are with us and worshiping with us this morning on live stream. We are all glad that you are here. And uh, also, just to give a a few words of long picture uh, introduction, this is a part of what we want to be as a church. You have already heard and will hear more about a description of us as a hub. We want to be a place as Revelity United Methodist Church where people come and gather and celebrate the presence of Jesus and then go from there as a hub into all sorts of different places where we are a, a, a hub of faith and hope and action in our community. You're going to hear more about that. But also let me give you a brief word of instruction about what's going to happen at the end of the service. Uh, when we, we're going to invite the children at the end of the service to come forward and to sing our final hymn up and lead us in, in our way out. But we're also going to ask those of you who are seated in the back third of the half of the church to come forward and be seated up front, because we're going to take a picture of you all, because you look so good. So that'll be happening. I'll give you some more instructions about that as we approach that point, uh, but be ready for a little bit of movement at the end of the service. I also want to direct your attention to a great bake sale that's out there as we get ready for Thanksgiving and Christmas and Advent, our... Um, Uh, United Women in Faith, they have put together some wonderful goodies. If you want to purchase those, all the benefits go to serve our missions in the church. Uh, Once again, we welcome you. We are glad that you are here. And let me offer these words. The Lord be with you. Let us worship our Lord.
1: I invite you to stand in body or in spirit and join me now for our call to worship. Come, let us worship Christ, eternal Son of God. Let
2: us honor Christ, eternal Son
1: of God. Let us serve Christ, glorious ruler of creation. For to Christ long power and glory of the Almighty. Praise be to God our light, and our king. I know this past week, a lot of us have been thinking a lot about uh, Charlottesville and all that happened at the University of Virginia this past week. Uh, I thought we would have a moment of silence uh, to pray for the University of Virginia, to pray for the community of Charlottesville, to pray for the uh, victims and the suspect, and then I will lead us in our prayer of confession. Let us pray.
2: Gracious Lord, your
1: kingdom is a peaceful one where there is no mourning, no tears, no pain, no death. We confess this day that that kingdom is not fully recognized and realized here on earth. Holy God, you call us to love one another to love one another with patience and with kindness. And we confess this day that we have not always loved others as we should. And we pray especially for uh, those times when we have acted out in unnecessary violence against one another. Merciful God, you call us also to love you with all of our heart, and soul, and strength, and mind. And we confess that we have not always loved you as we should. Forgive us, Lord, for these and for all of our sins. We thank you that you never stop, that you never cease to make us complete. You never stop and never cease to bring your kingdom here on earth. Fill us with your perfect love and bind us together in unity. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord as we now lift up to you our personal prayers of confession. here now the good news if we confess our sins god who is faithful and just will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness in the name of jesus christ you are forgiven glory to god amen i invite you now to share signs of peace and reconciliation with those around you
3: Beautiful. Please join me in the prayer for illumination found in your bulletin. <clears throat> Lord, open our hearts to receive your word. By your Spirit, free us from the power of darkness and show that us the inheritance of the saints of light. Amen. The first lesson today is from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 68 through 79, and you can find it on your, in your pew Bible on page 876. Zechariah was deprived of the ability to speak because he doubted that his wife Elizabeth would, be a, would bear a son. And when Elizabeth did give birth to John the Baptist, Zechariah regained his voice, and he, this is the prophecy that he speaks. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has looked favorably on his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of the servant David as he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Thus, he has shown the mercy promised to our ancestors and has remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our ancestor Abraham to grant us that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
4: Our second lesson for today comes from a section of John known as the Farewell Discourse. In these chapters, Jesus prepares his disciples for their life together after his death, resurrection, and ascension. As we enter the narrative, Jesus, who was sharing a meal with his disciples, has just risen from the table and washed their feet. Here now a reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 13. If you would like to follow along in your pew Bible, you can find this on page 876. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I... Your Lord and teacher have washed your feet. You also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed If you do them, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, Where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Holy God, send your spirit upon us now as we gather here today. Open our hearts and minds to hear you speaking to us. Mold us and make us the body of Christ for the world, a sign of your reign, which will have no end. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Recently, I have had the gift of being a guest at two amazing parties. The first was a luncheon given by a friend of mine from seminary. It all started when she tore her Achilles tendon last summer. As a result of her injury, she couldn't walk or drive. to add to all of this injury, she also had a brand new puppy and her children, none of them live at home anymore. So she really needed help. So she called upon her friends and friends chipped in and they took her family food, walked her dog, drove her to doctor's appointments, and took her grocery shopping. My friend was so thankful for all of this help that instead of writing thank you notes, she decided to host a gratitude party and introduce her friends to one another. The party was so much fun. I loved meeting my friends' friends and hearing how they had met each other, what their careers are, what their children are doing. It was much more fun than I could ever have imagined. In fact, it was a gift where I received much more than I felt I had given to my friend. The second party took place here at Reveille in the Fellowship Hall, and there were a few of you here with us. It was the celebration of Koinonia Christian Church, one of our partner churches, of their 50th anniversary. Now, I know that our friends at Koinonia are good at throwing parties, but I had no idea that they were this good. When I walked into the fellowship hall, I did not recognize it because it was the 50th anniversary celebration. The theme color was gold, and there were gold tablecloths and gold decorations, and all the women were wearing gold clothes. And long dresses, and there was a fancy buffet, and Pete even wore a gold tie. (laughs) And we danced, and we dined, and they had a comedian, and we shared memories, and we laughed and enjoyed fellowship together. Again, I left feeling that I had received a greater gift than I had ever given to them. And our scripture for today is also about a party a dinner party, and Jesus is the host, and those present receive a gift that they neither deserve nor anticipate, and the story both begins and ends with love. John writes, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Jesus's love is perfect love, "'Eternal love, love that never fails and never ends, "'and is not based upon any human somehow deserving it. "'Jesus's love is a gift, a gift from God, "'a gift that is conveyed not through words, "'but through humble acts of service. "'Christ, our King, our Lord and Savior, "'humbled himself by becoming human. "'In the words of Paul, though he was in the form of God,' He did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, being born in human likeness. John chapter 13 records Jesus in an intimate, very real, and very down-to-earth act of washing the feet of his disciples, all of them, even Judas, whom he knows will betray him. Normally, a servant or the guests themselves would perform the foot washing at a dinner party, but Jesus, as Jamie Clark Souls notes, in this instance, models a very different way of being in community. He uses his power in the service of love, getting involved in an up-close and personal way, creating spaces for trust and vulnerability to form. Through the foot washing, Jesus shows his disciples that true love is lived out, not only in our thoughts and words, but also in our actions. Jesus uses his hands in service to show the disciples how much he cares for them. Then he calls upon them to do the same for one another. After he washes their feet, he gives them a new commandment. The commandment to love, he declares, Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Jesus' foot washing and the ensuing commandment offer all disciples, both those with him that night and those who follow him today, a vision of new life lived out in community. At the heart of the vision Jesus paints is this community's love for one another. This love is offered as a gift. It flows from Jesus to his disciples and through them out into the world. Initially, Jesus' commandment to love our fellow disciples sounds less taxing than Jesus' command in Matthew and Luke To love our enemies. But as we all know, sometimes it is actually those that are closest to us that it is hardest to love. In fact, in looking at the history of the church and all of its controversies and divisions, one sees that there are many circumstances in which it is easier to love one's enemies than it is to love those with whom one lives works and worships day after day jesus washes his washes the disciples feet out of love carol newsome notes in the gospel of john disciples sacrifice on behalf of others not as an act of self-denial but out of fullness and abundance Jesus knows that God loves him, and God is love, and out of this fullness, Jesus shares his love with the world. Newsom asserts fullness and the sharing of love characterize discipleship and faith. The Gospel of John makes clear that the Christian's love for one another derives from and is modeled upon Jesus' love for his followers. Jesus loves his followers— by making God known to them, by giving them God's word, and by embodying God's love. Today, we celebrate Christ the King Sunday. On this day, we celebrate Christ's power and Christ's majesty, but we also celebrate that Christ our King came not to be served, but to serve. This is a truly astounding fact our King, our Lord, and our Savior, God incarnate, comes to serve. Christ the King Sunday is also the last day in our liturgical calendar. We often think that time is linear, but it's also circular or cyclical. And next week, we will begin again our liturgical calendar with Advent when we anticipate Christ coming as a tiny baby. As we prepare our hearts for this, we can remember that Christ is also our King. Our first reading today from the Gospel of Luke anticipates Christ's coming. In it, Zechariah prophesies that Jesus will be a mighty Savior who gives light to those who sit in darkness and guides our feet in the way of peace. One way Christians can share Christ's light and peace with the world is by building community and as we saw last week with the shooting at UVA we need to be peacemakers in the world. In his book The Second Mountain when David Brooks writes about building community he shares a background story about an organization in Baltimore called Thread. Sarah Heminger the founder of Thread grew up in a small town in Indiana. When her father realized that a member of the community was embezzling funds, he spoke up. But what happened is that instead of believing Sarah's father, people in the community revered this person so much that they ended up shunning Sarah's family. And she grew up in this town the rest of her eight years of school. She was basically an outcast. And Although she felt alone and isolated, Sarah managed to focus her energy positively, and she performed very well as a figure skater and academically. As a result of her situation, she also developed a great empathy for people who felt lonely or isolated. So one day when she moved to Baltimore to work on a PhD at Johns Hopkins, she drove past a Baltimore high school And she was feeling very lonely, and she remembered back to her days in high school and thought maybe she could help some of the students. So she stopped and went in and talked to the principal. She wound up convincing the principal to connect her with the school's most academically challenged students. Then she went back and she convinced many of her fellow Johns Hopkins students to help be mentors to these students. And they actually ended up becoming sort of extended families for the students. They drove the students to school if the students missed the bus. When the students tried to skip school, the principal would let them know, and they'd go pick the kids up and make them go to school. They brought the children lunches. They helped them with their homework, and they even took them camping. As the network of volunteers grew, Sarah founded Thread. Brooks writes, The nominal point of Thread is to help underperforming teenagers. The real point of Thread is to build a web of relationships that stretches across the so far 415 students and 1,000 volunteers. The real point is to create community in which it is possible to fight off loneliness, Sarah's as much as anybody else's. So as we prepare to go out today, just a few days before we celebrate Thanksgiving, let us give thanks for the fact that Christ, our King, is a King who loves us, who demonstrates his love through serving, who is the light of the world, and who guides our feet in the way of peace. For it is through our serving and community building that we may share the good news of God's love, grace, and peace with all the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: One of the ways that we share God's love in the world around us is through the giving of our gifts. I'm going to invite our uh, ushers to come forward now. Uh, And I remind those who are worshiping with us online, you can always give to the church by going to our website, and at the top of the page there is the Give Now button. We thank you for all of your generosity.
0: Lord God, we give you thanks for these gifts which we now present unto you and upon your altar. You have been so good to us. You have poured blessing upon blessing, grace upon grace upon us, our families, and all of our community this season. For this and so much more, we give you thanks. It is our humble prayer that as we place these gifts upon your altar, that you would multiply them to serve your kingdom, that you would do even greater things in our midst to serve you and your people in this day. For we offer them to you through Christ Jesus our Lord, as all God's people say, amen. Friends, as we remain standing as, and as we prepare to go now and serve our community, we offer just a few words of instruction. We're all going to be going to serve in our different places And uh, if you have any questions about that, or you are still looking for a place, there's going to be some folks in our Welcome Center, which is just out there, uh, who can answer your questions and help us all be uh, headed to the right direction. We also remind you that as we're going to invite in just a second the children to come forward and to fill up this space here, to sing our final, lead us in our final hymn. And as they come forward, we'd like to invite you who are sitting in about the back third of the church to come forward and go ahead and fill up the front pews. Now, I know it's the Methodist tradition that you have to get here early to get the back seat. But we'd like to invite you that are in the back to come on up, and we're going to take a picture together. Rachel is up there in the balcony, and uh, we're going to celebrate this great moment together. At this time now, we'd like to invite our children to come forward and those of you who are in the back to come on up and sit in the front half.
1: verse all through the town because that's where we're about to go Uh, so we hope that everybody will sing this hymn together along with the kids along with the choir let's all sing it out together so kids come on up to the steps and you can stand actually go ahead and stand come on down all right come on up stand up on the steps All right, I think we need you to put your light up in the air, don't we? Everyone's got their light, right? All right, let's sing together.